Welcome to episode seven of the Zip Code Bros. I am your host, as always, Michael John Gallagher the second, or M2 Deuce, as we like to call each other. Uh, with me, as always, is Ben Jones, and unfortunately, not this week, Adam Jefferson. Adam Jefferson has some family to attend to. Hope everything is good. Feel better. And last, but certainly not least, with us is James Sorensen. James, how are you doing this week, my friend? I'm doing okay, Mom. Well, take, a mental, take a step back from that camera. Mental health is at an all-time high. Um, just currently in the process of moving, so just when trying. You say to... All-time high? You mean are you in a good? What kind of all-time high are we talking about here? Anxiety, just the joys of moving. The okay, sort of thing. Excellent. Other than that, pretty well. Good. All right. Thanks. How are you doing, Mr. Gallagher? Doing pretty well. You're not supposed to be an entertaining podcast, right, Mr. Sorensen? Hmm? I'd say exactly. <laughs> supposed to be an entertaining. We tell stories here. But no, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. I'm glad to hear that you are in a good frame of mind. Um, that's great. And to answer your question, I'm okay. Just doing okay. Um, you know, I was talking to Ben a couple of days ago, and he he asked me how I was doing. I said good. He says, you know, good's not great. What's going on? So we just kind of chatted that way, and I'll uh, just kind of leave it at that. Not ready to share kind of what's going on, just publicly yet. But please just keep me in your prayers, and uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll I will inform everybody once everything is good and up and running. But let's just say, let's just. Keep some prayers for me and the family, and then things things are pretty good. Uh, well, I'm sorry, things will get good, and, and we'll we'll share when we share. So, um, Ben, over to you. How you feel, my friend? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, yeah, no, you're right though, Mike. Like things things will pick up, and um, you know, as you know, like happy to chat anytime you need. So just remember that, okay? Thank you. Um, yeah, I've had a good week. Um, nothing really good or bad has happened it's kind of just been you know neutral so can't complain with that really that's good to hear yeah yeah i think we were just kind of chit-chatting about what was going on with everything and going on in our lives and hey let's just get it on camera and let's just get it on the pod and we could just kind of maybe show you guys a little bit more of our personality, maybe a little bit more of us, just a little bit kind of hanging out. Uh, like I said, Adam is going to be unavailable tonight. So we're just going to be the three, three of the four zip code bros. Um, luckily we're still plural. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's cool. That's cool. So I don't know guys. I mean, we kind of round table it. We got some questions and stuff. So, you know, our, our topic is a rock today. So, I mean, I just I have a couple of questions here that we just, you know, did you did you start watching him before or after he became a movie star? You know, what what, what are your, some of your favorite matches, your favorite moments, your favorite movies, you know, your favorite uh, scenes and stuff like that? You know, so kind of start with you, Ben. Like, when would you first um, kind of see, kind of get an inkling of who The Rock was and that stuff? Well, when I got back into wrestling, it was towards the end of '97. Uh, and that's when he was feuding with Austin. So the very first uh, time that I saw Raw um, was Austin throwing the rocks 
belt in the river. Oh, right, right, uh, right. Oh, dude, that was yeah. so cool. So f- from that moment on, I was like, oh, this, this guy's pretty, he's different because I don't remember seeing a wrestler or hearing a wrestler that was like purposely funny. You know, the, in the past, you might have seen some promos here and there that would kind of make you sort of laugh a little bit. But The Rock's promos, the fact that he was talking in the third person, I'd never seen that before. Right. Uh, just highly entertaining and so bizarre, like Know Your Old Boulevard, Jabroni Drive, Lay the Smackdown, like all these kind of things that you've never heard of before, but he made it sound funny. Oh, he was cool as so it Oh, yeah. And like the the shirts that he would have on and by the jewelry and the sunnies or sunglasses, I should say. And um, yeah, he just looked like a, he looked like a movie star even before he was one. He did. I went down to, uh, there's a, uh, a haberdashery down, downtown Coeur d'Alene where I live. And um, I was looking for, I'm going to an old Hollywood party in a couple of weeks. So I was uh, looking to get like an old Hollywood type of sports coat so they had these, in addition to all these different types of sports coats, they had these these shirts. And I swear, like, every single one of them looked like they were either going to be worn by Razor Ramon or The Rock. And it was just those type of shirts. And I'm just like, who the heck buys these? And they're seriously like 320 each. And I'm looking at the price of them like, Jesus, man. Not Jesus, but like, Jesus, it's like, it's like 320 for one and then like 185 and 210. I'm like, holy moly but um yeah those shirts were something else weren't they oh yeah i mean he used to brag that they were between you know five and ten thousand dollars where in reality they were probably worth three hundred dollars yeah yeah exactly exactly five hundred dollar shirt right five hundred dollar shirt five hundred dollar shirt you're gonna get sweat on it he was saying that uh, he didn't win him twice he used to give him a jerry lawler I used to love when he would do those backstage promos with Michael Cole. Um, shout out to Carl for watching. Um, yeah. How he would put like his t-shirt over Michael Cole's head, and you know, tell him not to move and to be still, your puppet, and all this sort of thing. And oh, heck yeah, just yeah, because just Michael great Cole, stuff. Because Michael Cole's a jabroni. <laughs> and him, what they used to, I mean, him and his relationship with the coach as well too. The way he used to kind of boss the coach around, make him dance, Coca. Coca Bat Coca Cabana, you ass out of here. Yeah. About the, uh, um, yeah. And I was just gonna say the first time that I saw The Rock in person was actually at at an event over in Melbourne in 2002 called Global Warming. Global mm-hmm. Warning. Um and the main event was The Rock versus Triple H versus Lesnar. Mm. And um yeah, so that that was that was awesome to see like live. There was like sixty thousand people in, oh, right at the event. Yeah. So I don't. But, did you guys see that event at all? Um, I have. I I was not into wrestling at that point. No. No, it doesn't. No, I. What year was that? Two thousand two. Two two thousand two. Two thousand two. No, 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 no. I mean, I watched. I watched a lot of WWE that year, but I don't remember watching that event. Yeah. I wonder if it's on the network. That would be something. Oh, speaking of, did you get? Did you manage to get it up and running the Peacock? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to kayfabe it in case you know, like. <laughs> anyway. In case what? 
well, in case Peacock or WWE are watching. Oh yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> or Peacock, as they uh, as they like to say. They're too busy to they're too busy to watch us. Yeah, seriously, we're just like you know, an audience of six people. I uh, maybe maybe seven. Yeah, all right, seven, seven, all right. Gotta gotta be confident. Um, when was this? A month. You all good there, host? Yeah, I'm sorry. What I was just catching up on my notes on here, just kind of seeing what else, what other, what else is I was going to ask is, what are some of your favorite rock moments, favorite rock movies? You, I think you were talking before about you know the rock throwing the belt in the river, and um, hmm. what else are you some of some of some of the rock moments that you kind of remember? Uh, his match with Hogan. Oh yeah, heck yeah. At- at WrestleMania, I mean that's all time great. Um, I, I mean we'll get to this later, but um, the Hollywood version of The Rock in two thousand three, when he would put on those rock concerts, yes, unbelievable. But also, you know, the whole rock and sock connection. Um, you know, his feud with Austin, like just. And the good thing about his feud with Austin that I really enjoyed was the fact that they were literally the two biggest stars of the business feuding. Yeah. Yes, they were. And you and, and you can't get bigger than that. No, so no, it's, well, that's it's like they were they were one A one B of all time of the all time greats. Absolutely, bigger than Bret Hart. Oh, another Bret Hart shot. Jeez, wow. I think we should do Bret Hart next week. <laughs> Better than Sammy Guevara. Shout out to Devin. Shout out to Devin. Right. But I was a Bret Hart guy. You know, I was a Bret Hart guy until uh, a couple of years ago when I. Not, you know what? I, I understand he suffered a lot. And I know that the guys had a lot of health problems. So I understand that he's maybe has let that affect the way his disposition is. So I won't sit here and try to argue who if he is, if he is or is not a nice guy, but just don't like listening to him anymore. And, um, but when I was younger, up until about a couple of years ago, I was huge, big, big, big Brett, Brett guy. Um, Brett, Brett, Brett Hart is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Hart guy is what I meant. You know, I got a chance to meet him when I was, he was the first wrestler I've ever met. Uh, I was 14 years old, met him at a flea market, got a nice autographed Polaroid. That's how old, that's how long ago it was. It was a Polaroid. Um, but I was always a big Brett guy. So if we do when we do a Brett, Brett episode, we're very partial to Brett. Mm-hmm. I'm just yep. I'm I'm not saying one way or another. I'm just, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm I'm just he's a whiny, crying, moany little girl. All right. Well, PG. Right, well, moving on. But like I'm saying, but back to Rocky. If you smell la 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 la, that because the Japonese. Okay, that was one match I always wanted to see. I always wanted to see The Rock versus Bret Hart. They they had a match on Raw. Yeah, it was what I think it was interrupted with maybe five minutes or like a couple minutes into the match. But yeah, him yeah. versus Triple H and him versus Rock. Like I always wish they would have had like a serious match versus like a uh, like a shotgun type of not not shotgun Saturday, but just like a shotgun type of you know Gaga match. On Raw, just to further a storyline. Mm-hmm. 
going to hit. Yeah. I, I pretty much, the only time I really got to watch him wrestle was 2012 to 2013 or 2011, 2013, when that whole Cena rock came to be. Is that when Once, you first uh, saw The Rock, Jimmy? On a consistent, on a live basis, without having to go back YouTube wise, yes. Well, just in general, when was uh, when was the first time you encountered The Rock? Like, I was curious about that, just because you know he was already a movie star by the time you got into watching wrestling. Yeah, oh six is when I got in. Yeah, he had already been a movie star by then. I kind of I watched him a little bit take jabs at Cena, at the OH. Uh, Hall of Fame speech. Mm-hmm. When Rock was there to induct his dad and grandfather, and but that was like the initial. Actually, that was the initial that I saw Rock. Um, without seeing him on seeing him in movies. Okay. Um. So yeah, my initial probably would be with movies like The Tooth Fairy and um. It wasn't Fast Movies. It was the other two, at the very least. Oh, Walking Tall was the other one. Walking Tall was a good movie. The remake. But then, yeah, the year-long build-up um, between Cena and Rock hit me it is actually one of the fondest memories in wrestling. Just because of how long it took for one year for that once-in-a-lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once in a lifetime. Yeah, well, so we thought, but it was still it was still a great build up. Yeah, and then his match with CM Punk at the Rumble in thirteen, and then at No Way Out, and then WrestleMania twenty nine. That was that was that's pretty much my fondest seeing that live i've gone back and watched the the attitude era and the ruthless aggression and one of my favorite things is he like he tells triple h one thing i'm i i I am is that you're not as wwe champion so shut up bitch he has some great he has some great promos a rock i know that i when i was a backyard wrestler I modeled myself after The Rock, and I would have my quotes and my mannerisms kind of inspired by The Rock. And, you know, I didn't quite throw somebody's um, belt off the bridge into a body of water, but, you know, we did something similar where we threw, uh, I don't know, I'll say like a handkerchief, something like that. Say that that was a gimmick of the character. There was a handkerchief. We would throw the handkerchief in there. Jimmy, can we not on camera, my friend? I wasn't trying to. Sorry. Well, um, I appreciate Mike, it. Mike, what, Mike, what was your uh, backyard wrestler name or gimmick? Oh, my backyard wrestler name was Charisma Mike Gallagher. So that's why it's funny that you know Captain Charisma, Mister Mister Cage, Mister Christian Cage is uh, is some people say my doppelganger. So uh, <laughs> so it's funny we got Damn. Captain Charisma, Christian Cage, and Charisma Mike Gallagher over here. So that was my backyard's name and. I was a mix of Shawn Michaels, The Rock, and and that was it. My my finishing move was the charisma kick, was the super kick, and uh, I had the, the people's elbow as one of my finishers. I mean, one of my my uh, what's it called? My um, 
signature moves. There you go, signature moves. So it Fair was enough. Fun. It was fun. It was fun. We and I just I didn't do a lot of wrestling. I was definitely more of like a manager type of guy, just who wouldn't. Like I said, I'm a natural heel, man. I am such a heel, and it was so fun being a heel. So Phil just pissing everybody off. So like I said, I'm a heel. <laughs> Gallagher's a heel. I, I know. Gallagher is a heel. I play. I'm a natural heel. Not going to disagree, <laughs> right? That's funny. It's the first time. So, so I like that about The Rock. What about some of your favorite Rock movies and roles? Well, I was just going to ask you, oh. Mark. Like, what, what, what are your like some of your early memories of The Rock? Oh well, moments? I definitely remember The Rock coming up. Uh, his his. Because of, again, going back to being a big, big Bret Hart fan, I remember the Survivor Series 1996 very, very well. And um, so watching him at his, his debut in that uh, the Survivor Series match, being a sole survivor, if you will, um, of that match, it was the first time I remember watching The Rock and, and remember him walking by. And... Um, Sorry, somebody just Justin's phone. Oh, we do have a special guest. Oh, do we? Uh oh. Connecting. Uh -oh. For our audience. Special guest. I tell you what, that that I tell you what, that Pond Water Dave show is absolute whoops. <laughs> JD, what's going on, my friend? Not much. What's going on? Ah, too much. But just what are we talking about? We're talking about The Rock and some of our good favorite memories about The Rock and just kind of chit chat and no, no, kind of winging it off the hook tonight. So you are on a recording, which will be on our podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. Welcome to the Zip Code Bros. All right. Well, it's good to be here. I, I didn't know I was joining, but uh, <laughs> good to be here. Jerry, did you just post? Did you just post a meeting and uh, just a bunch of? Uh, did you send you like a bunch of different people? I, no, he, I, he just I, did, I did message JD. No, that's cool. That's cool. We had some run-ins or something like that. That's cool. So we're talking about the Rock. The Rock, Dwayne. So we're talking about the Rock and some of our favorite memories. You know, when we kind of first encountered the Rock, like what I found fascinating about Jimmy was Jimmy was kind of. He got into wrestling after The Rock had already become a movie star. So he has a little different point of view than guys like us, where we started watching The Rock before he became a movie star. Right. I started watching wrestling again in 96, right when The Rock was coming on. Yeah. So I saw his whole start, you know, from 96 to 2001 or so. Um, it's just amazing his progression, I guess, from you know, the 96 face rock to, you know, then he starts referring to himself in third person. He becomes mm -hmm. a star of the nation of domination. He breaks free of that. He becomes a star on his own. And it was just every six months was like another step up for the rock starting in like mid 97, you know? Right. Right. I guess that's what I'm so amazed by his career. Just how quickly once he, once he became a heel and he got that whole, confident cocky rocky gimmick down and you know 
asking questions and saying shut up you don't speak you know whatever like just the way he got his character and just started to form it you could see it every week and his cadence his cadence yeah just his character the way he grasped his character once he figured out what it needed to be was amazing his cadence his confidence everything just got there but yeah his his character really got up there and and what about some of our favorite rock movies? I don't have any. <laughs> you don't have any? I honestly don't. I I don't really have never been a fan. I'm not a, like an action movie person, really. Uh-huh. So I just don't really watch any of his movies. So. No, no, really. Like, not even like the mummy, like the Scorpion King or even no. like... Wow. I was, watching, I was watching The Departed. Instead of the Scorpion King, like okay, I okay. Uh, how about how about Walking Tall or Walking Tall? No, the remake uh, or Tooth Fairy? Oh no, hell no! It was awful. Hell no. What about Jumanji? Jumanji no. was excellent. I'm telling you, I don't think I've Day seen Watch. Watch was pretty good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Justin, I, th- I thought Justin for sure would have watched Baywatch because of Ju- Channing Tatum. Uh, no, Channing Tatum's too big for me. I have rules when it comes. <laughs> he has standards. <laughs> but yeah, he was in uh, The Rundown. He was in uh, G.I. Joe. He was in Hercules. Well, that's the that's the I movie I was going to mention, Mike, was the, is the Rundown, which, which was released here as uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, no kidding. I'm telling you guys, now that you're running through all these movies, I think it's a fact. I don't think I've ever seen a Dwayne Johnson movie. Really? And you never probably watched the Fast and the Furious movies. Hell no, I hate the Fast and the Furious. Jumanji, oh man, the Jumanji ones are really good. Did you watch Ballers on HBO? No. Oh, dude. Oh, what, what did he do with Kevin? That was Carter? a good series. It was. He did Central Intelligence with, with, with um, Central Hart. Intelligence with uh, Kevin Hart. That was a good one. Yeah. Did he he did another one with Kevin Hart, didn't he? He did um Ryan Reynolds. He did a red letter with Ryan Reynolds. Yep. That was a good movie. Uh what else? What else? What else? Yeah, so those are good ones. Oh, my favorite character that he played was the bodyguard in Be Cool. He was Vince Vaughn's bodyguard in Be Cool. Oh wow! I forgot about that one. We played the we played the uh, the, the gay actor as a um, yeah. and he did the monologue and he's and he's uh, he's on he's on the phone not on the phone but yeah he's he's leaving messages with his um his uh, his songs and stuff like that that that's that's awesome. I haven't but, seen it. I'm JD. I'm surprised that you've never. I mean, I'm looking at Jungle Cruise, Get Smart. Um, Rampant. Nope, I mean, have nope. you seen Moana? I mean, have you at least seen Moana? No, nope. it's a Disney movie. Dude, Why would I watch Moana? a Disney movie? I don't have I don't have four year old kids like you, Gallagher. I ain't watching any Disney. Movies. <laughs> don't you have nieces? I don't watch movies with them. Oh, Justin, you've you've got some homework to do. I think. <laughs> Listen, I I just like to remember the Rock is the Rock, not as the actor. I'm fine with it. Fair enough. I know, like, if you guys, you know what would be torture? Me sitting in a room with Sorensen 
watching uh, whatever that movie he did was as the babysitter. What was that? Babysitter. The or you guys mentioned it earlier. It was like a uh, the Tooth Fairy. Nope. The Tooth Not Fairy. Tooth fairy. Yeah. yeah, if you had to put me in a room to watch the Tooth Fairy with Sorensen, I'd claw my own eyes out. <laughs> he'd probably, he'd probably, sta- he'd probably stab me. And be like, this is your fault. He did that. He did that. I'm trying to think of the, the football movie that he did with Disney. Oh, Game Plan. Game Plan. That was pretty good. I thought that was pretty. Oh, good. that was. Never was saw it. With the hey, I can't believe I. It's so. Oh, that's so funny to me as a wrestling fan. Listen, if I'm going to watch, it's a big investment for me to put two hours in to watch a movie. I don't do it very often. It has to be something I really want to watch. Dwayne Johnson's never come up with a movie that I want to see. Fair enough. No, that's fair enough. Okay. Like, I'm more into, like, I don't know, like, serious movies that have a good plot, maybe, like, stuff like that. Uh like I said, The Departed is one of my favorite movies. Oh, uh, I love, great. I love okay. Saving Private Ryan. I love uh, The Godfather. Like stuff like that, I'll watch. But I don't watch like a lot of action dramedies or whatever. So you've never seen any Batista movies? <laughs> oh, as Steve Austin would say, oh hell no. <laughs> so you watch movie movies like critically I acclaimed, critically acclaimed movies. Yes. That's yeah. What okay. I- I watch any and every movie I can I can go see or get my hands on. I just love watching movies. I don't care if they're good, bad. I just watch and movies. also and also to entertain the children. The latest okay. movie I watched was on HBO with uh, I think Ralph Fiennes, and it's called The Menu, and that was fantastic. And that is a very different, weird movie. It's mm-hmm. kind of a horror movie, but oh, no it's thanks. kind of a drop. It's kind of a drama too. It's pretty interesting. So, J.D., what's your favorite rock promo? Oh. Probably. I don't know. The one that always comes to mind is when Jericho interrupts him and he starts shitting on Jericho. When Jericho's debut. I think that's probably one of the more more highly decorated promos from him. Yeah. You don't even have the audacity to tell me your name. I told it doesn't matter what your name yeah. is. Yeah. Jer- Jericho sold it like he's like a champ, man. Yeah. That was a great debut. It was the best. I mean, what's what's better? What's better than than interrupting the rock on Monday Night Raw during yeah. that time frame? What you know, nineteen August of ninety-nine. Interrupting the rock, you know, and, and it's you can't get bigger that, than that. that Vince's idea for, for Jericho. Still, you can't get bigger than that. And like I know he doesn't I mean that that I was gonna just gonna say that would be the equivalent of coming out and stealing Stokehold's beer. Absolutely. I don't mean to um move the subject away for a second, but you I'm got going to. um <laughs> so I just was listening to Jim Cornette uh this last this week's drive through and he was talking about how great of a worker sergeant slaughter was you know god damn i loved when he did that bump into the corner and he hit his head on the post and he was a great worker hell fuck and it's like 
I started to think about that. I'm like, he was a good bumper for as big as he was. And I went back and watched some AWA matches with Sergeant Slaughter tonight. Uh-huh. And it was it was great. It was really good. Oh, that's awesome. I think he gets underappreciated as a big guy bumper. Like we always talk about Bam Bam and you know, certain guys that were big guys. Sergeant Slaughter was a big dude and he was a hell of a bumper for a big dude. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's my uh that's my thought of the week, right? There. I like it. And it's <laughs> funny because your your Bret Hart imitation sucks ass, but your Jim Cornette imitation is actually almost pretty spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just talking. After. We're just talking about Brett as well, and and Jimmy's the spies of him. It's so funny though. It's it's so funny when you chopped on. We had just started talking about Brett because we were talking about once we if once we do the episode of Brett, you know, because Jimmy's a big Brett. The, you know, he's a big Brett. Not I won't call him a Brett hater, but he's a very anti Brett guy. So Jimmy who? Jimmy sorry, Jim, Jimmy who? Oh, Thorson. Oh, yeah, little Jim. The, this guy just here this guy this guy Uh, he always shits on brett because of me that's the only reason he does it and he (laughs) and he also has a low iq which we all know so there's that yeah it's it's kind of a double whammy (laughs) (laughs) well i was explaining that you know up until a couple years ago i was a big big brett 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 guy so like we'll uh we'll have a good brett hart show when we talk about him yeah well that might be the uh that might be the special episode for me to come in as a guest when you guys do the Brett show. Absolutely. I mean, I'm loving the special guest right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Please don't go. <laughs> Please don't go. Don't go. Why don't we, uh, why don't you hit us up with some questions? Mr. Oh. Mr. Who, me? No, Mr. Mr. Jones. Please. Yeah, why don't you hit These us up questions? Yeah. I was like, you talking to me? You talking to me? <laughs> Now, we're just now Justin, you like uh, we do like an abridged version of our podcast today. So I figure let's just jump. Now we'll okay. jump over the uh, we'll jump over the music corner. We'll jump over the uh, Jimmy. Maybe we'll chit chat a little bit more. But uh, yeah, why don't we do some questions? We are not going to jump over the jokes. No, 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 definitely just, not. No, I'm all for that. You know. I'm all for that. Of course not. I mean, we got to do something entertaining on the show. And ju- Justin, <laughs> Justin does not hate jokes. He just hates it when a certain individual who's like two years older than me tries to tell jokes. Yeah, well, he doesn't now. Okay. We're not going to talk about anybody on, the, but we're not going to talk about anybody in the podcast. No, Money Mike. No, no, it's our good buddy. It's our good friend, Money Mike. <laughs> Money, yeah, Mike. Money Mike's actually pretty funny, as opposed to you. <laughs> Ooh. All right, uh, come I'm on, we're, we're bros. Questions. We're bros. Let's hear these questions. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah, let's let's see the rock questions. So Mike Whitaker from the Kickout Crew, um, shout out to those guys. They've just had their one year anniversary. Great show, great effort. Yeah, um, yes. I posted a video for them on that. Where yeah, I, I saw all that. The that... Prize Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you think was the Rock's best opponent? For me, I mean, I think it's, I think it's Steve Austin. I don't know that you can Gallagher? really get a better answer than that when you get three WrestleMania main events with it. Yeah, absolutely. That that's that's my answer. I can't think of anybody else besides. I mean, the only other guy, 
The only two other guys I can make an argument for is Triple H and Mick Foley. I, and- Mick Foley, Mick Foley would go two for me, and Triple H would go three. Yeah. Those are the three names. Yeah, and I think where Mick Foley would be there higher for me in, at number two, like that, is because he was also one of his best tag team partners too, one of his best opponents and one of his best partners. So I thought that was pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good recipe that they had together. Those guys. I think that whole Mick Foley. Rock Triple H combo for a time period was fantastic. Like if you ask me, you ask me who Triple H's best matches came with, I would say it's Mick Foley. I don't even think it's close. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Jimmy, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Triple H. Me, yeah. Triple H is definitely best matches against Mick Foley. Yeah, Jimmy. Who do you think was the Rock's best opponent? Jimmy died on us. All right, Pete. Mick McFoley. <laughs> McFoley, okay. Yeah, it's a good answer. All right. I'm surprised. It's really shocking. So, never, that, I mean, I know that they were in the main event, you know, Rock and like, I know that they were in the Fatal 4-Way at, at WrestleMania 2000, but it's kind of funny looking back now how they weren't. But I guess, again, when you have Steve Austin around, I mean, who else is going to main event WrestleMania but Steve can Austin? Can I say to book in this question, uh, yeah. special mention Terry Funk. Fair. Yeah. The Rock? No. Oh, I'm thinking about Mick Foley. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy to get, it's easy to get, uh, it's easy to, to switch over to Mick Foley because he's, he's a fascinating guy, man. Yeah. Like that Royal oh, Rumble match with all those chair shots. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing that you remember from Rock and Foley for sure. Exactly. That and the Super and the greatest Super Bowl halftime show ever. That was that was pretty exciting. It was pretty cool. Yeah. The, the the only man to be pinned by a forklift. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. One, two, three. Can't that was me. pretty that was pretty original. Okay, so the next uh, question we've had from a few different people, including Mike Whitaker, Devin, and my mate Chris Power from Melbourne. Do you think Rock made a better heel or baby face and what was your favorite version of him heel 98 99 heel rock that was for me me was definitely what? heel i'll say late 97 early 98 at steve austin traject as Steve and as Steve was going up, The Rock was right there following him. And by the time you know Rumble '97, no '98, when he when he eliminated Rock last that year, um, though the, that that time frame, that's my favorite Rock because that's he's right on the verge of he is going to blow up, and you just saw it, and that's 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 what I love about it. J- Jimmy, what about you? Babyface, heel, best version. He was so captivating as both. So, Babyface, but my favorite time period actually is 2012 because he wasn't necessarily, it was so short, but he wasn't necessarily heel or baby. It was so so polarizing between Rock and Cena. The Babe Ruth and the Mike Trout, Mike Trout of Yajera colliding in a main event match. 
Okay, I thought, yeah. I felt that was bigger than Rock and Hogan, but that's just me. Oof. I, but I, mean, I, I, I suppose you're coming. From, you're coming from a different era, and, and you uh, watched that as once again. Once again, Sorensen gives an answer out of way far from left field, like so foul it's in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, but he's got a different perspective on it. You know, he's Steen is his Hulk Hogan, right? So I mean, I you kind of think about we. He doesn't see Cena and Hogan the way we see Cena and Hogan. I mean, Rock and Hogan the way we see Rock and Hogan, because those are our two guys. Whereas Rock and Cena, for him, is Rock is that Hogan and Cena is that that Rock for him. So, I mean, I definitely understand where you're coming from about being – because that's kind of how I see Ric Flair, right? Like, it's not that he's not a big deal to me. He is, but to me, he's – all right, I'm a Hulk Hogan guy, right? So, like, like, Hogan was my guy. So, now this Rock guy comes along and, woo! Dude, I still watch that match when I want to – when I want to get myself in a good mood, I watch that match. Did you yeah. um, my... Go ahead. What was that, Jimmy? I was oh, just... no, I was just going to say my, my favorite version of The Rock was actually the 03 Hollywood version where he had already established himself in Hollywood. He's come back to WWE. It's basically like, I'm, I'm so much better than you guys. Like, and I'm going to tell you why. I was waiting like... for someone to give that answer. I was waiting for someone to give that answer because yeah. I figured that yeah. would be something. It was fan. It's fantastic. And I remember playing Raw 3, Raw 2 on Xbox, and that entrance, that entrance was just like, so, looking back, was so badass. Like with the helicopter, like, yeah, coming the in. Yeah, helicopter and, and everything, and, the, and like. And the view of the city. Yeah. And then it, it just starts off like, it's cooking. <laughs> yeah, and then here he comes, and just the entrance yeah. theme and everything, it's like. Made you want to get gold. Made you want to get gold I saw a video on Twitter this week where, in two thousand and eight, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and I think John McCain all gave uh, promos to the WWE fans. And Barack Obama said, "If you smell what Barack is cooking," <laughs> so he gave a nod to the Rock. The Rock. Well, speaking Obama. of that, the uh, the Rock played Barack Obama in a SNL skit. Yes, he is the, the, the Rock Obama. And he got, yeah, he got mad and smashed yeah. the desk. He, would, he, he, he like, when, yeah, when Barack would get mad, he would turn into the Rock Obama. Well, the, that's Barack, right. That yeah. was the joke of the skit that Barack was known as Joe Cool. Like, he never got upset. So, this was yeah. like the opposite of Barack Obama. This is the Rock Obama. Yeah, it's it yeah, the Hulk. Yeah, it's the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that's the other thing with The Rock as well. In 2000, he hosted SNL, and that was a huge moment for WWF at the time. It really it was, like, was. He yeah. talked to his. He was talking to his cabinet, and The Rock was talking to Barack's cabinet. And you, little man, toss him out the window under the, the White Rock, House. When The Rock did SNL in 2000, I know the uh, Paul White got a rub on there and yeah mcfoley triple h yeah rocky rocky and then triple h gets into his face <laughs> on the best clips all right the next question uh devon dowling from the kickout crew nitro pepsi um mega yeah. pepsi so bad he asks if the rock would have stayed in wwe working full-time for five more years would he be known as the greatest of all time Yes. 
Yes. I mean, I, absolutely he would, but I'd argue that he's – I mean, are we talking best better than Flair or better than Hulk Hogan? Better than everybody because he would have been so good on the mic, better than Hogan. He would have I had better matches he, than Hogan. He would have been a bigger star than Hogan. I, I really he, think if The Rock would have stayed. He just would have been like that dude. Yeah, I mean, it's the perfect combination of the two. I think he got there to a point. So, I mean, because he because he was so great on the mic. Well, the dude's the biggest movie. I mean, he's the biggest actor in Hollywood, right? He's, he's the biggest movie star. And that's not bad. I wouldn't say the biggest actor, but he's definitely the biggest movie star. Yeah. So I'd okay. argue he got there the best of all time. Network. I mean, he was better. He was better in ring than Hogan. But I don't think he's considered like a Ric Flair type because no. his career was cut short. And I guess the yeah. question the thing, if his career wasn't cut short, would he be, you know, one of the best of all time? My answer is absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Because at the time of his recording, the rocks net worth staggering net worth is 800 million. Wow. And he had $7 in his account when seven he bucks. got signed with WWF. <laughs> seven bucks. But um, I mean, it's a little bit like Stone Cold as well. Like Stone Cold and The Rock both peaked very quickly and very high. Yeah. <laughs> you know, within a matter of you know, because they, they kind of ran neck and neck almost. You know, Austin, you know, just that little bit above one A, one B. But it was close. I, I would argue yeah. that, but I would argue that The Rock is a bigger star than Stone Cold. When you look back, at the time or now. Oh, at the, now, when you look back at what Rock done has has done, no, definitely not. At the time, it was always Stone Cold was always a bigger guy. But when you look back now, because you know Stone Cold's trying to be a movie star as well. He's done the movies, he's on the TV shows. But like you look at the Rock's portfolio versus Stone Cold's <clears throat> portfolio, it's like wow, it's like you know Stone Cold is definitely the bigger wrestler, a popular wrestler. But Rock just like towered him when it comes to the movies and stuff. Okay, like so that. you know how I told you I've never seen a Rock movie. Yes. Oh, he lied. Uh oh. No, I didn't. I've seen one Stone Cold movie. Which one? The Longest Yard. And with Tracy Morgan being the cheerleader, that movie was fucking fantastic. I guarantee it was better than anything The Rock's ever fucking made. So you've also seen a you've also seen a Kevin Nash movie then. Correct. He's probably seen uh Kevin Nash's other movies. I saw I did I saw him as Shredder. I was a huge Ninja Turtle fan in 1992 or three when that movie came out. Yep. Some of the other, I was talking about the other one, right, Mike? Was what? Kevin Nash's other movie. I was like, right, Mike. Oh, you know what that is? Oh, Magic Mike. You're talking about? Oh, he's talking about Magic Mike. Uh, no, he had a couple of cameos in a couple of different movies. He was in The Punisher. Hey, Soros. Like, do, do you use that title for the ladies, dude? Like Magic Mike? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> well, Sorensen, unlike you, I've never seen Magic Mike. So there's that. Really? That's true. I've never seen it before, but I'm sure it's pretty entertaining. I really have no desire to watch it. If I it's about strippers. Here's what I'll do. If I want to get off, I'll watch porn pub. I don't need to watch Magic Mike. Shout out to porn hop today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, my parents don't listen to this or anything like that. It's okay. 
I mean, sorry, like this. sorry it's not, Gallagher's. Look, it's not like I'm not a 41 year old guy that he, that they don't know that has watched it before. But I'm just saying, Gallagher, I've met your suspend, suspend I've your met, disbelief. I've met your dad. I think he's got Pornhub on his phone too. I'm just probably saying. yeah, probably. <laughs> that's, Michael, true, that's true. Gallagher, is your mother still at your place? My mom is still here downstairs. Yeah, hanging out with my son. Just tell her don't listen to the next like two episodes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, Okay, so in, a, in an absolutely impossible way to segue, um, I'm yeah. just going to finish off with a memory from Chris Power about The Rock. So his favourite memories were, he's obviously his feud with Austin, um, Hogan. He loved that Hollywood heel rock persona as well. Um, and also says that The Rock is the best entertainer in wrestling history. Well, though. I, I can buy that. I can buy that statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can definitely, uh, I can definitely, definitely get behind that statement. Best entertainer in history. One of. I don't want to say the, but yeah, one of. Well, when uh, I like I think... I like Road Dogs, sports entertainer. Um, are you a better sports entertainer than X? I like that. And cause that's yeah. very similar to that. That question is, I, 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 who's a better entertainer than The Rock? Road Dog. Come on. I mean, Road Dog is very entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's funny, but I hell mean. to the O to the N to the O, as Road Dog might put it. That, that is, there ain't no Come way on. in hell it's better than The Rock. The Rock? I mean, he's, he's one of a kind. Yeah, he is. All right. So, yeah, that's it for the questions and memories and contributions. So. What about some uh, what about some dad jokes? Sure. Was there were there any other questions? And we good? Not we're no, good. He said that was it, James. That's what he said. <laughs> wow. called, this is our last segment before wrapping up the show, James. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right. So we're going to start off with a Star Trek joke. Okay. Did you know that Captain Kirk has three ears? So he's got left ear, the right ear, and the final front ear. Okay, I get final, the joke. Final front. Final front ear. Yeah, I get the joke, but I've never seen Star Wars or Star Trek in my life. So, dude, I, I mean, get... come on, you're a dude. You're a guy. Everybody's seen at least. Every guy has seen at least Star Trek or Star Wars. I bet I probably saw Star Trek on TV growing up, but I don't. I never watched it like week to week. I don't remember ever really watching it. Star Wars, I've never watched in my life. That's crazy. Okay, but Justin, like you were talking about how you like, you know, watched Godfather and those kind of movies. Like Star Wars is right up there. That's not like a rock movie. Uh, I'm not a sci-fi person. I don't get into that crap about in a fan fantastical world far far away like i just don't get into movies yeah like but it's a good story i don't know i don't give a shit <laughs> most, right, okay. I'm saying most people either are all star wars or star trek like i i'm all star wars i never watched star trek i mean i mean, I mean i've probably seen a couple scenes here and there but i mean i've never watched a star trek movie never watched a star trek episode on purpose the uh, only thing i know about star trek is my boy george Takei from oh the howard's so, come on. <laughs> oh my! Hey, oh my. Yes. Back, to, back to jokes. Agua. Agua. <laughs> back to jokes. All right. So, 
Are we finished with Star Trek uh, conversations? Yes, we are. Uh, all right. All right. Hey, you okay. don't want to put it up. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was going to be an open discussion about a, a dad joke. So, anyway. <laughs> well, maybe next time make it funnier. Oh! Oh! oh dang! <laughs> you are a heel. You are I a heel. You. Okay. He's been hanging out with. Why did the? All right, cut the music. All right, are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Okay. Why did the nurse need a red crayon? Because she wanted to draw blood. Oh boy. Yeah. Thank you. They're, they're just getting worse at this point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they, look, there's three to go. So <laughs> all right. I like now this one I like. Okay. A ham sandwich walks into a bar and orders a drink. The barman says, sorry, we don't serve food here. Mm-hmm. All right. Really? Okay. Can I, I tell? Can I tell? But let's let Ben finish his jokes. Then you can go. Oh, okay. I want to tell a blue one that came from what happened when this week. Yeah. So, oh, the banana. The, uh, okay. That's it. Yep. So, all right. All right. What teacher sex ed, he gets the banana out. He says, I'm going to tell you how to put a condom on. And he takes a big bite out of the top of the banana and they said, what the hell are you doing? And he said, I can't get hard on an empty stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so much to that. Okay. What's made of leather and sounds like a sneeze? It's a shoe. It's a shoe. Oh my God. That is, that is. A shoe is my grandpa. A shoe. <laughs> I sneeze. Oh man, I chew. There you go. Damn, I chew. Okay. All right, last one. I'll put you out of your misery. Yes. Really? No, my name, man. It's a chew. Come on, who's seen Robert Hood Men in Tights? Dave Chappelle. Uh, not me. No. Oh, guys. Uh, Justin, that surprises me. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I I did see um, Dancing with Wolves, and I liked the farting scene in that movie. I was a fan of that. But let's go on to the next question. (laughs) Yeah, nice dad joke. All right, this is the last one, okay? So I just read that by law, you have to turn your headlights on when it's raining in Sweden. But how am I meant to know when it's raining in Sweden? (laughs) Again, they're chuckleable. But it's like, are they good though? It's like a first, but first reaction you want to laugh, you want to be like, yes. But to be yes. to be fair though, I like if you groan or face palm or something like that. I I mean that's a win for me because I know that it's a bad joke. If yeah. I had a, a arm and I didn't have bone spurs in my shoulder, I'd be throwing tomatoes toward Australia right now. I think I could almost <laughs> get one. <laughs> Justin, how's uh, the refereeing world? You uh, doing any games locally, or you? Uh, oh yeah. Every day. Any games? How you doing? What are you doing? Every day, baseball, soft and softball every day. Yeah, I mean, is it a good uh, second job for you? I mean, you make a good amount yeah. of money. Yeah, you make uh, I don't know about three hundred fifty extra bucks a week. That's not too bad. What makes you want to do it every day, though? I, I mean, I had a game the other day that was for the league championship between two really good teams, and I was behind the plate, and I just got to call a bunch of strikes, and so they swang and they hit a lot of ground balls and. We got six innings done in an hour and 15 minutes. Like, we were rolling, you know. That's pretty cool. 
um, ended up a five to three game. It was three to one, the home team and the away team tied it up in the fifth and then scored two in the last inning and won five to three. So, nice. you know, you do it because of that for games like that. That makes it fun, but you also just do it because you, they need you. I mean, there's not a lot of umpires right now. They're literally canceling games because yeah. there's no umpires. So it's like, I'm working Monday through Saturday the last three weeks, pretty much just every night after work uh, because they need us. I mean, they were going to pay me $280 to do one game by myself, a varsity game by myself this week. That's how desperate they were. Wow. That's pretty so, awesome. Did you, did you do one tonight? I did not do one today because it rained. Uh, people asked me, and I just denied the contracts because I just wanted a Saturday and Sunday back-to-back off days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I did six straight behind-the-plate games this week, so I needed the body break. Oh, wow. Any on the yeah. same day or just six days in a row? Um, from last Wednesday to this Wednesday, I did six straight games behind-the-plate. Like, what makes you want to do it every single day? I don't know. I mean, honestly, baseball, softball, like I officiate four sports. So I do this all year. I do volleyball. That's what I'm saying. Like what makes you want, like, that's like, that's like, that's like, that's like a huge thing. I do volleyball in the fall, basketball in the winter and baseball, softball in the spring. Baseball, softball is the shortest. It's only like two months long and you're done. But did I see that and I, Apologize for bringing up a sore subject. I see that you lost a friend recently. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry to hear that. He was actually yeah. the best basketball referee I've ever worked with. And uh, at 25 years old, Mike, he had been to four Final Fours in the state of Ohio in wow. high school. So he was really good. And uh, one of my best friends and good friends with his father. He referees as well. And So what makes a referee that good? He just – he grew up watching his dad and his dad taught him well. And, you know, I remember when he, his first year I was working with him cause I, that was, I was still doing JV at the time. So we were working together and he just, he just picked it up like a duck to water. He was just not, he was a natural, you know, he was just like, like he was calm. He would not get okay. a hot head. He people like, he was always calm, cool, and collected out there. It was just like it was a Sunday drive to him every time out on the court. You know? It was like right place, right time, never in the way. Just uh-uh. mm-hmm. didn't let any players get to him. Yeah, and it's a really sad story, too, because he had gotten in trouble. He had been on some hard drugs for a few years. He got in trouble and got arrested. So he had to quit referee and he moved to Myrtle Beach with his mom and got clean for about nine or 10 months and gained 50 pounds. And I had talked to him. I called him a couple times over the last few months when he was clean and we had good conversations. And then his dad got stage four cancer up here of his throat. Oh, he had to move back up here to help his dad. And I think he started hanging out with the same group of friends or whatever, you know how it is and ended up. OD in the other night. Sorry to hear that. At 31 years yeah. old. All right. Sorry to bring the story to everybody down, but but uh, that's what happened. But I'm doing all okay. Right. I'm doing all right. Unfortunately, so yeah, we're, we're here sending thoughts and prayers to your buddy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Jason was a good dude and he was an organ donor. He gave his skin as, you know, skin organ for people that need skin grafts and stuff like that. So that's great. At least he was helping people on the way out. Yeah. To cheer you up, um, top that weekend, if you if you do make it, you can punch me in the face. I would never do that. I would never punch a defenseless person. What the heck was that? <laughs> I don't know. He's trying to make it feel better. Yeah, I think that I think that's Sorensen's way of saying it's time to wrap up the show. <laughs> I was say, what makes you think hurting his hand on your face is going to make him feel better? Yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll suck for me, but I'm always that. I'm the. Now I got to sit at the bar and put ice on my hand while I talk yeah, to people. Yeah, I was going to say, or... punches only feel good when you actually want to hit the person. But other than that, it's just you're hurting. You No, it's like that. What, what about a, a what about a working punch? Would that, oh, I can that give him a Jerry, I'll give him a Jerry Lawler working punch. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'll probably give him a Bret Hart punch because uh, Oh, and Kevin Nash say they, they feel like rubber mallets. So I might give him one of those. Actually, JD, do, do us a, do us a favor and lock on the sharpshooter on Jimmy. Oh, that now that I'll do. I did that. Right. My, I, when I was in high school, I did that to my eight-year-old brother on the trampoline without mercy. So I won't have a problem doing it. Today. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll allow JD to to put me in the sharpshooter. Nice, nice, nice. I'll, gonna, just, I'll, I'll just reverse and, ha and have. I'll just have. I'll just reverse and have uh, Errol Hebner if he's there. Bang for the oh, bell. God. Oh God, that would be a good picture though. Me and having Sorensen in the sharpshooter. We're gonna have to put that. We're gonna have to make that. Happen. I won't. Won't sit down like the Iron Sheik did, Sorensen. <laughs> okay. Well, just I remember, I am a little more fle uh, flexible than uh, than you are, so it would make more sense. Hey, as uh, Tommy Rich once told me, "Watch what you say." Because you're older <laughs> than me, and you're not as you're not as Limber as you used to be. Yeah, I keep digging. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, pleasure joining you. Thank you for having me on here. It was fun. My first ever appearance on. No, thank you. On yes. here with you guys. Thank so. you. You did this. And it won't be. It, it worked out. And it won't be your last. Yeah, no, it worked. It's just funny. Coming how it worked out sometimes. I want to be on for the Bret Hart episode. So. Yes, absolutely. Let me know. Well, let's. Where, yeah, where you can got we it. find you? Where can we find you? You can find me at JD2040 at Twitter, uh, the Pondwater, uh, uh, I don't even know what that's called on Twitter, PWD. Pondwater Pond? PW, PWD Pond? PWD Pond, maybe, uh, Twitter, something like that. Just search Pondwater, you'll find us. I was going to uh, say, was there an actual Pondwater Pod like name already taken on Twitter? That would be crazy if it was. I, I don't know, Dave did it. But yes, you can hear me every week with the great Dave Miller, Pondwater Dave, Super Dave, the man who counted Ric Flair's last match, however you want to call him, and the first lady of the Arn Anderson fan club, Miss Amy Vaughn. So, yes, please uh, listen to us wherever you can find your podcast. So, thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, hang on the line. And watch, We're going to wrap up, so well, just hang on for a second, J.D., before we uh, – just remember, to, just remember to watch the Pondwater Dave show on YouTube as well. That's how I view it. Yes. Oh, thank you. I was rocking my master's hat this weekend, Ben. My brother went to I the saw that. My brother went to the Masters Gallagher this year. Oh no you way. Can, you can only get masters like official attire 
from the clubhouse. And so I have a green Masters logo hat that uh, I was sporting on the Pond Water Days show this week. Nice. And you guys had a guest star this week. It was... Uh... Uh, the one big red, Andrew Hermes, who is actually the researcher for the Arn Anderson podcast with Conrad and uh, Paul Bromwells. No kidding. That's but, awesome. Yeah, I saw that uh, you had a special guest star. You guys off the rails, I believe. The um... Yeah, we went from roadhead to wrestling insurance. So it was a hell of a show. All right. All right. Well, again, check out the Palm Water Dave show. If you guys need an episode to get into use the uh i would watch the episode where he tells his super dave story and if oh. that doesn't get you hooked i mean then you just need to go check yourself man the exo episode right after that is the tuna can story which uh we're considering selling some uh tuna can t-shirts if you listen to the last week's show so <laughs> but dave worked at a gas to tell everyone a short re, re uh dave worked at a uh family-owned uh, grocery store in the bad part of Dallas in the 80s and there was a crackhead that decided she wanted to challenge Dave and he had to hit her in the head with a tuna can multiple times until it <laughs> and to hear the whole and to hear the, and to hear the full story go to the Pond Water Dave show that's right absolutely <laughs> yeah if you can't get behind the Pond Water Dave show then I uh, <laughs> I challenge you to yeah. go see some help Yes, exactly. So we have a lot of fun on there. We talk about a lot of different stuff. We really don't have a format. We kind of just it's kind of what Dave wants. You know, I told Dave it's the Pond Water Dave show. So it should just be what you want to do. So basically we do what he wants to do every week. So you never know what we're gonna talk about over there. And we try to make it as fun. And we we talk about a lot of current stuff. We talk about a lot of old stuff. We talk about a lot of everything. So uh, even Roadhead. So I can vouch for it. So nice. I was on an episode in, in February about Bayou Wrestling with Adam Famama and Frank Bruno. Yep. Dave does a lot of independent uh, refereeing right now down in Mississippi and Texas and Alabama. So um, when he does that, we'll talk about that too. So you get a lot yeah. of independent wrestling talk as well. Sounds like a plan. All right. Now you guys are doing a great show over there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Here's why I want to jump on here. So thank you guys. Thank you, JD. Ben, where can they find us? Well, I am at AFS Ben Jones on Twitter and uh, you can find us, the podcast at zip code bros on Twitter. On the Twitter. Little Jimmy, where can we find you? On the Twitter, besides, uh, besides sitting on your couch watching SmackDown, I'm watching Monday Night Raw when Jer when Jericho debuted. Get it right. Um, oh, I tell from last week. Yes. Um, at OG James at free on the Twitter, and James Sorensen on on uh, on Facebook, and then Instagram. Little Jimmy Sorensen, 1997 or 97, I forget which one, but. Well, I'll be honest with you. If you don't give us the right one, nobody's going to start looking for it. So if they don't get it right the first time, they're not going to start looking for it at the right time. So well, they'll find it. All right. Well, you say that too. So you can find me at M-I-K-E-G-R-R-0905 on the Twitter. And please check us out, the Zip Code Bros on YouTube. And like, subscribe, check us out. And 
That's all I got, gentlemen. So I'm going to stop the recording. Everybody have a great week and um, peace out.